Sedano walking out of here like he's a star, man. Like, I don't have to I be helped here. make him a star around this radio station. Yeah. And now he's acting like a heavy to me? Yeah. To me. Right. I mean, he just like literally got up and was like, I'm going to get water. I'm like, bro, the, the segment's about to start here. Any segment's like, yeah, that's all right. It's time he's for what gutless. you need to know. Five o'clock in the Southland. He is gutless. Since he's not here, you do the tag. Then you toss it back to me. That's how oh. we do this. Okay. What you need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spas. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Producer Litzy. Thanks, Christopher. Super excited. The LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers are set to face off in Game 5 of their first round series in the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight at Rogers Place in Edmonton. I'm telling everybody this because we don't talk a, lot, a whole lot of hockey here on the show. And, you know, it's something that I, I wouldn't have known, you know, if I didn't see it on the ESPN ticker. That the LA Kings are playing in the playoffs tonight. So, go Kings, go yeah, GKG. That's right. So the Oilers were able to even the series in a dramatic fashion with a five-four overtime victory in Game Four on Sunday. And so now the Kings are hoping to regain the momentum that they had earlier in the season series and take a three-two lead back to LA for Game Six. You know what that is, Cappy? That's old-time hockey. Yeah. As the nice. great uh, slap shot. Remember that yes, movie? Yes, I do. The puck yes, drops do. at 6.30, and you can see the game on ESPN. I mean, Campbell was standing on his head between the pipes for the Oilers, getting back at the Kings we used to play for. I mean, jeez. Wow. George really knows a lot about hockey. That is deep. I did, I did watch that that particular game, though. You know what's really funny is uh, last, I want to say, Monday night, I was driving back to south-south L.A., and I stopped. I think it was in Manhattan Beach to have dinner with this dude. Yeah. And we're in this, like, sports bar, and I wanted to see the the uh, Suns game against the Clippers. And they were showing the Kings. And and I couldn't see the Kings game from where I was sitting, and everybody's cheering and rooting. And I'm like, I'm watching this this Clippers-Suns game, and there's no action of any kind. The Kings have, like, a, an instructional school down in the South Bay. So, so Yeah, so I go over, I go, what are, the, what are these guys watching? And they're all watching the Kings game, going crazy. Yeah. So I'd love to dress up like Bailey the Bear. <laughs> I love Bailey. Well, you know, he's not a bear; he's a lion, right? Lion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Different animal. I bet you would. Yeah, but I've been—I'm I'm known as a bear in some communities, so mm-hmm. you know, and so, perhaps a lion. Oh, jeez. In other communities, remember when you called me the husky lion because I did that? You were really <laughs> mad that day at me for something. I think I took a shot at him or McMinniman or something, and I came back with a Simba rejoined, and I said, "You know, a lot of women used to call me Simba back in the day." He comes out and goes, "I didn't know that women like the husky lion." <laughs> He gets offended when you don't tell him that McMiniman's awesome. I love McMiniman. I know. McMiniman. Great rider. He's your rival. I don't know about that. You know, we've started to hug it out a little bit. I know. I know. You notice that? See? You and Trudell, now you and McMiniman, you're almost like kind of sort of like has a, have a thread in the league now. You know, it's kind of funny because Ramona was saying earlier today that I wasn't in schmooze mode last night. Yeah. I wanted to go say hello to that gentleman who was on with us yesterday, Tim McMahon yeah. from ESPN. Mm-hmm. But he was caught up in this conversation with Rachel Nichols. Yeah. And I don't really know Rachel Nichols. And I know I'm going to say something dumb. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I didn't want to go like stand there and break it up. I went over there and broke it I up. I saw and, you yeah. did that. Yeah, but, but you're, you're, in the, you're, you're, you're in the yeah, league. You're in the league. You're in the yeah. league. You I'm and Rachel used to work together. We did for yeah. a long time. I'm on the outside looking in. And I know I'm going to say something dumb to her. You know? Yeah. I love Rachel. Rachel and I and Ramona were all sitting together yesterday at the game. Now, I want to bring this up because last Tuesday night when you drove me back to the train station, we pulled into the Salidas parking lot Mm -hmm. right there on Catella Avenue in Anaheim. Salidas is where we're going to have our Cinco de Mayo fiesta party on May 5th. What happens if the Lakers are playing that day? It becomes a watch party. Oh. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Plus, the show started at 10 a.m. On Cinco de Mayo. Oh. I'm saying for us, though. For you guys, we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. But we were in the Salidas parking lot listening to Journey talking about life. Right. So, plan to be there. On May 5th, Friday, May 5th, right? Cinco de Mayo. We Cinco always have a big Cinco de Mayo bash. Mm-hmm. 
Salinas Tacos and Margarita's restaurant in Anaheim, right there where the Hooters used to be. Right, I know okay. it well. We're going to win Angel tickets. You can Seriously. win Angel tickets. We're going to have a pair of Mandy's tickets, which you can't get anywhere else, Jack. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because if you don't, if you can't get the Mandy's tickets, you're going to have to scalp them on the secondary market, which I believe some people already have. Oh, really? And here's the question. Yeah, go ahead. Since I need more energy, yeah. do you have the guts, okay? To come out and party with us on Cinco de Mayo all day long. Yeah. Or are you gutless? Yeah. You, are you gutless? You tell us. Guts are gutless. As somebody once said, sound off like you got a pair. Yeah. Right on. Okay? Yeah. That means you got to come out. Yeah. And you got to say to Cappy, you know what you are, homeboy? You're gutless. Right. And here's a margarita. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes. He and dropped the homeboy. And I'll tell you something. Um, That place, Salinas, right? Oh, uh, Salitas. Yes, Salitas. Salitas. Excuse me? Yes. Used to be the Hooters? Yes. The day of the Janet Jackson Super Bowl halftime uniform malfunction? Yes. I was in that Hooters watching that Super Bowl, and I went, oh, no. The world changed in that moment. Yeah. So I knew it as the Hooters. I'm going to know it as Salitas. Yeah. I'm coming out on, on Cinco de Mayo, Yeah. and we're ready to go. And if there's a Laker game, we'll figure it out. We'll do a watch party. That's Last fine. thing. Yeah, last thing. You don't got to drive me back anywhere, because literally I could just stumble home. Yeah. It's a 10-minute walk. You can walk. Yeah. And walking is good for you. You know, that night- Like the, the Lakers way, will be walking in Memphis, as the great Mark Cole said. Memphis. Look how I just packaged nice. that. Now more of Shinano and Capo nice. Live Imaging Tuesday. You know, that same Cinco de Mayo night, I don't remember who they're playing, but the Angels are playing. I think we're going to get done and go over to the Angel game. What do you think about that, tough guy? I can't wait. You're not going to go to the Angels game? I will. I'll You're put on gutless. a... No, I yeah, have an Angels gutless. app. I'm ready. Okay. We're Calling gonna, all Angels is train one set. We're going to do that. They're playing the Texas Rangers. We're going to be going there. We're going to be going to the Angel game that night. Bam! Yeah. Corey Seager. Oh, nice. The Texas Rangers. Yeah. And Jacob DeGrom. So, anyway, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking about Anthony Davis earlier, and everyone's all... You know, Anthony Davis is like... The, become the most polarizing player in Southern California. Is I don't that know fair? why. I don't know why that's the case. Yeah, he's become the most polarizing I, player. I can't believe that's the case. I mean, yeah. this this is a guy just. I mean, real I quick. Got, go ahead. Go because well, I'm going to tell you what Bergman said oh, when I walked by okay. the, his office a second ago. Because I mean, Bergman over let, here. Let me ask everybody a quick question. Yeah. What did you think of Anthony Davis going into this season? What do you mean? What did I think? You you thought he was going to get hurt. You're like, yeah, he's great when he plays, but he's going to get hurt. Probably because the biggest predictor of future injury. Is past injury. Correct. Smart man once told me that. Yeah. Every time Anthony Davis gets touched. Right. And he's in agonizing pain. Mm-hmm. People go, oh, that's it. He's done. I- I've seen it a hundred times this year. Yeah. He goes down. Oh, the season's over. He's done. Yeah. So the thing is, is that you say he's polarizing. He is polarizing. He's a guy who most people didn't think could be here today. Meaning healthy enough to be playing in the postseason because he's always freaking hurt. Okay, and that's fair. But he's but he's had a great season. He has. He's going to be All NBA uh, one of the teams for he, sure. He's put up some spectacular like runs, not just individual games. I'm talking about the entire season. Yeah. But I don't, when you say he's polarizing, yeah. it's because fans have an expectation because they know that when he's on, he's on. As a matter of fact, if Anthony Davis does not make at least All-NBA third team, yeah. we are calling every single NBA voter who did not put him on one of the teams and bringing him on the show to ask him why. I think that's a horrible idea. Horrible. No, that'd be hilarious. You want to know why it's a terrible idea? Why is that? Because you, sir... Should be voting on all of this. I'm not voting. You're on this. and you refuse to vote. Right, but you could be helping Anthony Davis. You, if you don't want to help Anthony Davis, you know what you should do? Go to hell. Right. All right.
But that's what we do. If they don't put these guy, this guy on an All NBA team, everybody who everybody, if he doesn't make at least third team, mm-hmm. every single person who left them off their ballot, okay. we're calling them. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to pick up the phone and yeah. I'm going to text that person. I'm saying you're coming on the radio show whether Dude, you like just, it or not. Just Facetime them. We'll just call them unannounced. Yeah, there you and go. We'll Actually, catch them off that's, guard. That's what I'll do. Yeah, yeah, like we did with Zach Harper and Trudell the other Correct. day. Correct. Like we did with Jay Moore yesterday. That's true. Exactly. All right. So real quick, in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, and you can be part of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. It's always popping, particularly mm-hmm. during the show. Mm-hmm. But always, honestly, Christopher, would you say real quick before I move on to this tweet, um, would you say the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust is pretty popping most days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's popping. I mean, listen. Particularly when games are on and when we're on. It is, but I feel that we have what made the Circle of Trust so great was the participation from you guys. Well, I participate. You know who doesn't? Cappy. Cappy, you're not participating. What are you talking about? I'm- you're not deep in there. What are you talking about? You used to be. Wait a second. Hold Ever on. since the um, the uh, the issue you had with the circle, the back whole up. Hey King thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. You've no. had less interaction with them. I say nonsense. Last night, I had the front row seat on the floor before the game watching Dylan Brooks warm up. Yeah. I put video out. LeBron took the floor. Did you put floor. it in the circle of trust? I, I, you know what? I did not. Okay. But hold on a second. Mm. I have a question. There Where are you, Cappy? Yeah, I have a question. Good job, Laura. Just because you just because you don't put it in the circle, does that not mean that people still see it or they don't see it? Well, it's more seen in the circle because it's a community. Right. So, But he wanted everyone to well, know course. that yeah, he was right. there. I'm here courtside. and I'm sitting in the front yeah. row right. and here's Dylan yep. Brooks. Yeah, that's right. Because right. here's the thing. And there's LeBron. Right. If you just throw out a tweet, yeah, a, a normal tweet, mm-hmm. given the algorithm and some of the stress the algorithms are under right now, yeah, mm-hmm. it may not be seen by everybody in the community. Oh, but when you go in the community, mm-hmm. it's going to be guaranteed to see be seen by everybody who's in the community. Thank you, Elon Musk. Well, I did not go. know that. There Actually, you go. Now you know. Cappy has a check mark, so he's going to be seen right. in the algorithm. That, that's true. You're now. By the way, be seen. you haven't thanked me for your check mark. I don't yeah. even want it. You oh, don't okay, now. Another much. one who doesn't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't feel good about it. Makes me feel uh, dirty. So no. you're telling me we can give your check mark to Travis. Right. Mace can get the fifth one, and you will be the odd man out without a check mark. I'd be the only guy here without a check mark. Yeah. We can arrange that. Wait, I want to think about that a little bit. Let okay, that marinate. Take, take your time. Let that marinate a By little bit. By the way, bit. we've got breaking news real we do? quick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've been saying Solitas. Yeah. That was the copy given to me by the Funny Games Department. I apologize. Yeah. And since we were in the parking lot what last week. What is it called? Solita. Oh, solitas. Solita. Solita tacos. Yeah. And margaritas. Solita, like alone. That you see, that's what I said. Yeah. Solita. Yes. Yeah. Means alone. Like your pet. Yeah, like sola a female alone. Solita. Like mm-hmm. a yeah, it's the feminine version of alone. Yes. Right. Like alone, like I'm alone by myself. Yes. Solita. Like, yeah. I need cash, money. No, 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 no. no. Like alone. Like I'm alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Good ears, by the way. Solita. Right there. Not a mm-hmm. lone. Well, that's what I was asking. Alone. Like. I don't have anybody else with me. Right, right. right. Not like yeah. I need a, a oh loan my gosh, from the bank. Happy. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, oh my gosh, Cappy? You're, you're just the explanations Well, you it's need. important, I think. Yeah. Um, real quick, so let me get to this tweet. Yeah. Uh, Joey Arceo. I like, I Joey, like Joey Arceo. I like Joey. Yeah. Gave at, us the name, Mandy's. He Come did. on, he Joey. Was, he was the guy. He tweeted at me. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Joey. Uh, at Joey Johns is what he has on Twitter. That's his I app. like Jimmy Johns, by the way. Um, he Not said, yeah, Sedano, using Kobe as a comparison is a reach. First of all, no one ever questioned Kobe's effort and desire. The issue with AD is in games like that is that he needs to force it. Get down there and get aggressive. You saying he can't do that? Stop. Here's what I would say to you. Number one, I'm talking about the fact that you can have a bad shooting night. So let's keep it on on subject matter here, okay? On In the same frame of context. Second of all, there's a big difference between a guard 
and a big man in basketball. I'm not here trying to be Hubie Brown teaching you one on one, you know, one on one basketball. God, it'd be great if you had Hubie Brown's hair. I would love to see Hubie Brown's hair on your cute face. Yeah. All right, let me tell you something. What happens is Bryant is on the wing, he's on the perimeter, and then on the perimeter, he controls the ball. He controls the pace of the play. Anthony Davis, as a big man, needs to receive the ball, whether it's in the post or on the perimeter, from said God. He cannot bring the ball up himself. So, yes, my point is for Anthony Davis to command the ball, he needs to be put in positions to succeed. It's not all on the big man. You got to feed the big man. What does God have to do with anything? What? You said you got to have the God. The God. Yeah, the God. G-U-A-R-D, God. Oh, I didn't know that was God. Yeah, I'm talking like Hubie in the New York oh, accent. Oh, because I thought that you got religious on me for a second. No, no, no. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So there's a big difference there. One guy has the ball in his hands the whole time. The other guy's got to get the ball from somebody. Look how upset he gets. Jeez. Look how upset he gets. If God forbid... God forbid you're Jeez. a Laker fan and you, your expectation is that Anthony Davis scores more than 12 points in a it's, playoff that's game. That's not what I'm saying, but he saved you like 40 points yesterday. Look at him. Look at him. Look at this guy. Look how upset he gets. He saved you a shapoopy ton of points. Okay. He's doing a master class on how to do afternoon drive sports radio in a major market. You know, I uh, was on a flight that was the really other day. Close, actually. Yeah, and I watched a master class. I did. I was watching. Who laid master class on us the other day when we had on the show? Somebody oh, laid that on us when we was, had a guest. It was, it was like a Johan Buha. Oh, Johan Buha, not yeah. Johan. 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 Why Johan. did you call? Him, why did you call him Johan? Johan, like Johan Santana, the yeah, old like, pitcher, like Buha. Yeah, like no, Buha. Like Johan Buha. Johan. Johan. Yes. Buha. Yeah. Buha. Yeah. Exactly. He's gutless. Why is he gutless? Everybody's gutless. I mean, jeez. All right, coming up next. What is coming up? You tell me. You tell me what's coming up next. You know what? Tell Your me. boys Chuck and Shaq agree with you. I'm going to tell you about what next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yes, indeed. A live imagey Tuesday. Shit out of it, cap. Come on now. You're dancing too close, yo. Mm. I don't have it in front of me. Give me the rundown. Here, you want this right here? Yeah. It's all yours. Uh, uh, oh, this day back uh, in 1998, the number one hit next. Too close. You're so excited. It's also National Zucchini Bread Day. 
Uh-huh. Trouble I can't ride. How about National Hug a Plumber Day? Uh huh. This was the jam, man. You're making it hard for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shake that thing. Mm. Ride that pony. There you go. Nice. You out of breath? No. It is a live imaging Tuesday, plus a Lakers celebration Tuesday. Don't forget, game five tomorrow. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. The Toyota Lakers countdown to tip off with Slee. Play by play with Johnny I. Michael Thompson's 4.30. You're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. Uh huh. Do you know that is a dirty line right there? It was a dirty line. I guess, and, and you the way, know, this song is kind of gross that, if you really the, listen yeah. to the, the words. Way you, the way you just sang that, I was like, so it's kind of one of those songs where you know the words. Yeah, but you don't really think about not, the context right, of it when you're jamming to it at right? all. Not yeah. one bit. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when I sing Bad Bunny. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of times when I sing Bad Bunny where I'm not really thinking about what Bad Bunny's you even really saying. You don't actually understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, not, nothing. That's part of that not equation. What are you talking about? Yeah, you oh, you really, understand? Yeah. Oh, I got a Google Translator, girl. Yeah. Oh, really? Chat oh, GPT. hell to the year. Yeah. Hell's to the year. Yeah. Yo perreo sola. What does that mean? It means, yes, it's very sunny outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. I agree with you. It is very sunny. Yo no soy malo. Nah, baby. Eso es un gimmick, pero el sol es pero calienta más que el de Phoenix. Ellos lo saben. Right, it's very the sunny in Phoenix. The only thing in there you, you understood that you even said was, was Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> very sunny in Phoenix, I'll have you know. I will have you know, El Sol in Phoenix es muy caliente. Yes, it is. See, sí. But he says it's uh, hotter in uh, Puerto Rico sí. than it is sí. in Phoenix. Es en Puerto Rico. Sí. Sí. Pero. Sí. Anyway, you were saying that uh, Chuck and crew. Chuck and Shaq. Uh-huh. Agree, your guys. Agree with me and what? Yeah. On um, this Anthony Davis thing. Well, what do they think? Well, Kenny agrees with me, but Shaq and Chuck were all over AD last night. Well, they don't understand basketball, clearly. I mean, I mean do they not understand the impact he had on the defensive end? They, they do, but they don't because they're focusing on, like, their thing is, like, they got on Donovan Mitchell, for example, the other day. Mm-hmm. And I love Charles, okay? I oh, mean, here we go. No, you know this. I know you love him, but now you're going to criticize him. You don't but, have to. You don't have to love them it's first. It's fine. I can love someone and criticize them. You're like becoming like a little junior Stephen A. Smith. You realize that right now? No, I'm not a junior We're, Stephen A. Yes, Smith. Like you've called me a little junior Skip Bayless. Yeah. We're all of a sudden turning back into the original first, first take crew. Th- there you go. Right. Except a lot more laughs. Um, but Charles, I disagree with Charles a ton, actually. And, but it's why I love him because you can disagree with him, and he's just like, all right, whatever. Um, but here's what they said. They killed Anthony Davis. But do you have the Kenny part two or just the, the no, Shaq and Chuck? It starts with these guys and then you've got... Okay, let me hear it right. Shaq and, uh, Shaq and Chuck first. Go. I, I don't understand a guy with that type of talent to have the peaks and valleys that he has. Like, he has to understand, like, LeBron and the others bailed him out tonight. It, he's supposed to be the best player on this team at this stage of his career. And some nights... He's the best. And the other night, you're like, man, what the hell is up with this dude? I think what happens with Anthony Davis is when he came into the league, honestly, his best attribute wasn't scoring. You know, we, when I watched him in a national championship game and he won, no excuses, I don't think he had – No, I'm just saying. It. No stop it. So I'm just, yeah. It's not an excuse. I'm just so telling you who he is. You, for you. I didn't finish, though. I'm just saying I don't believe that, I, that you're wrong. I'm just believing the expectation level of what he is – isn't a scorer. So, 
he's going to defend, he's going to rebound more nights than he will score. I've always thought that about him when we as saw, a player. When we saw him play when he was with the Pelicans and he was going off all those games, all of us I still thought he wasn't said, that. No, no, all, yeah, you did. All of us sat up here and said in two, three years he's going to be the best player no, in the league. I didn't believe You that. said it. The Preacher peaks Jack. and valleys that he goes through, like tonight, he wasn't there. Game two, he wasn't there. Yeah, game three, 31 and 17. Yeah, but, but you go four, 12 but you, and 11. But you go games one and three, you're like, oh, that's what we expect. But it, it's just fascinating that when he goes from one and three to two and four. So here's what I would say to Charles. And Charles is one of the greatest players to ever play on, on the planet, right? Like you, and, we, we would all agree with this? And by the way... And know, so was Shaq, clearly, obviously. This whole Jimmy Butler thing yesterday where he scored 56 points, yeah. I didn't realize it because it was one of those like ESPN graphics yeah. where when they talk about guys who had like all-time playoff season, points. Yeah, yeah he's Chuck in the scored, top. Chuck right, scored 56. 56. Yeah, yeah, he's in there, right. So, yes, great, no doubt. But I can find series where Charles Barkley had up and down games. and You know what I mean? Like, I literally just scrolled through his basketball reference real quick, okay? 1995... Phoenix versus the Rockets against Kenny Smith. They blew a three games to one lead, by the way, uh, Charles's sons in that scenario. Okay, this is two years after they they went to the finals against Jordan. Okay, mm-hmm. so seven game series, the Rockets blow or the Suns blow a three games to one lead to the Rockets. Okay, so Kenny's team beats Charles's team after being down one three. In these games, Charles Barkley game one twenty six points. Okay, great, right? Right? Okay. I'm with yeah, you. yeah. 26 and 11. Game two, 30 and 9. Okay. Do you want to know what in game three he did? Tell me. 5.7 rebounds. 5.7 boards. Yeah. Did he get kicked out? No. Nope. Did, did it say how many no. minutes he played? He played 26 minutes. They got crushed. They lost by 33 in that game. Okay. Okay. Um, next game, 26 points. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Next game, 17 points. Okay. Still more than 12. Right, but not like out of this world. Not Charles Barkley numbers. No, but at least Charles Barkley qualifies his opinion by saying, look, um, he's such a talented player. So was he. Yes. But that's my point is like you you kind of forget that, yes, Charles Barkley had a couple clunkers occasionally too. Yeah, I don't think he's saying, hey, I never played poorly. I don't think he's saying, hey, there was once a game that I played in where we were up 3-1 and I only scored five points and seven boards and we got blown out. He's not saying that he didn't have bad games. He's saying that Anthony Davis is such a talented player that you expect consistency. And what you've gotten is 22, 13, He's playing against the defensive player of the year, man. Like, he's not playing against just any old dude out there. Like, that guy is good on the other side. And everybody forgets that. Like, you can't sit here and say the guy's the defensive player of the year, and then if Anthony Davis has an, has one game where he's at 30, and the other game where he's at 12, and one game where he's at 30, and another game where he's at 16. No excuses, Kenny. No excuses, Kenny. No excuses, Kenny. So let me hear what Kenny said. No excuses, Kenny. Kenny, actually, Kenny talked about what Anthony Davis brings to the table the most consistently, and it there's no question what it is. Go ahead. So it, it was all. I mean, it, oh, was, it was all, all there, there already. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had separated. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny says that defense is what he's most known for. Right, and and I think I would say the same thing that Shaq said. Yeah, you'll you'll have to excuse me, but I don't exactly remember the national championship game that he played in back in Kentucky ten years ago. You'll have to excuse me for not remembering that. I mean, he played in the national championship game. I'm just saying, it was ten years ago or okay. whatever it was. Right. You guys remember that game? I, I do. He Who, was incredible. Really? Yeah. Got, how about everybody else? Everybody else remember that? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Who were they playing, Linz? You remember Kentucky no, that I year? Don't. They were playing Kentucky. Right. <laughs> Look, on. all I'm saying is this. 
I think Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal feel the same way that I do, and many fans do today. Glad the Lakers got the win. Super impressed with the way LeBron closed things out. Yes, Anthony Davis scored and made some important baskets in the overtime period, but when you get to the end of regulation and the game is tied and going to overtime and you tell me that Anthony Davis only has seven points, I'm pretty darn shocked. And I think that what those guys said was right, which is his teammates picked him up on the offensive end. That's okay. And that's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay, but what I'm telling you is great players, that happens to great players all the time. They're saying, though, that he went from 20 to 13 to 31 to 12. Listen, if he was getting worked worked every game, then I understand that. He's playing against another great player. Like, come on. I don't even understand. Like, why we're, we're, we're like, what do we not get about that? Well, let me ask you something. Why don't you? And I'll rack you on that. Why don't you FaceTime Charles Barkley? He's on. He's probably in the studio right now. Well, yeah, but he's sitting here watching this game. There's two twenty-two to go here in the second quarter. We can no, still they're get about, him. They're in the studio then. If there's two twenty-seven to go in the second quarter, right? But he's sitting here watching right, the but game. But I'm not gonna FaceTime him while he's about to go on the air in two minutes. Two minutes and 27 seconds in the NBA is 35 minutes of real no, time. No, it's not. I think we should FaceTime Charles I'll Barkley. I'll text Charles, see if he'll come on at, in, at the second half of this game. And I want you to yell at him and tell him he don't know jack squat about basketball. No, that's not what I would do. And I, don't, I wouldn't yell at him. I would yell at him, but I wouldn't yell at him about saying he doesn't know jack squat about no, basketball. No, tell him. Tell him that he don't know nothing about no basketball. Did you just hear the way I just put that sentence together? Yeah, I don't that know what you were trying to do pretty there. Pretty darn impressive, I yeah. think. And also, I, I, why would I say that? Because that's not what I'm saying. Well, what you're saying is... That I don't agree with him. Well, you're kind of telling him to go to hell. No, I didn't say that well, either. Well, you're saying that if he doesn't respect Anthony Davis's defensive performance last night, and if he's going to fetch to everybody that he only scored 12 points, well, then that's not showing compassion, and thus, should go to hell. Actually, I think you should go to hell. Oh, really? Yeah. You do, do you? Yeah. And we'll be back going to hell and then coming back with Radio Tinder. Nothing better. You know how much I love this almost as much as I love We Are the World. Oh, growing pains. 5.30 p.m. in the Southland. Oh. Radio Tinder time. We like to play a TV theme song like this one. Yeah. As long as we got each other. On this day in 1992, Growing Pains and Who's the Boss, our friend Tony Danza. Oh, aired, Tony. Our friend. They he aired, is our friend. They aired their <laughs> final episodes. I believe they were both on ABC. Yes, they were. Angela. I can't believe Tony Danza <laughs> I like called. I does the Angela. Yeah. Angela. Tony. I should have done that for Tony Danza. What was the name of the girl? And he would have called you a bleeping bleep hole. Man, he was so mean to us. So angry that day. You can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget about our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Oh, how could I forget? Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, helping Cappy be a cheapskate every single day. Right. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. That was great timing there. By the at the end, by the way. Hit the post. Yeah. It's a professional. Chris always hits the post. I actually heard Travis ask you, I think it might have been today. Don't get me upset. What does that mean, hitting the post? And I was like, what? I get so upset with them because I set up these musical bits. And Taylor's a music guy, producer Taylor. He worked at K-Rock. Like, he gets my flow. He's a fiddler. And he's a fiddler. Right. And then I'll leave a second. Like, today we were. I was talking to Brenda Russell, Piano in the Dark, and I left a second for effect. And Sliwa filled the second and stepped on the post. Oh, oh gosh. Knows nothing. He doesn't respect the post. He doesn't even know what the post is. 
Gotta respect the post. Take it away, producer. Thanks, Christopher. By the way, uh, happy belated birthday to Tony Danza, which I believe was Monday. It was? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, somebody put out a post, like it's our best friend or something. I think they even put out the, the audio clip yep. when of the day he cursed here. on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the station. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was the station. You guys were like, Tony Danza, and he was like, bleeping bleep holes. And then you're like, wait a minute, I love Tony Danza. What did I do? <laughs> do the great. Angela. Do the Angela. Angela! <laughs> it was a great, great, great uh, thing that happened here on the show. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Is it up for a Mandy? It should be. It should be. We missed that one. I'm yeah. not going to lie. We missed that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that needed to be on the bit of the year because that would have won for sure. Can we, guys, we need to change that. Just vo- just vote for Hey King and we'll mention it. If yeah. you know. <laughs> All right. So Colorado enjoyed what was considered a wildly successful spring game this past weekend oh under God. first year coach Deion Sanders. Crazy. But despite that, the Buffalo's roster is going to look very different by the time fall rolls around. That's because yesterday, a slew of players hit the transfer portal, including everyone from star players in 2022 to once promising prospects. 18 players total are set to transfer from Prime Time's program. Is he getting a taste of his own medicine? Swipe left or swipe right? Sedano. I mean, that's just part of college football now. Like, basically, remember, he came in kind of telling people, pack Mm -hmm. your bags if you want to stay or you don't want to go. Exactly. And, yeah, that's that's part of this. This has become very transactional. And when you come in a certain way like that, kids are going to be like, okay, I'm going to go see what other options there are for me. But, hold on a second. Two things. One... If you go back and look at video from last year, and there's been plenty of people who have put this together, video last year of the Colorado spring game, about 1,000 people in 80,000-seat Folsom Stadium. This past Saturday, it was as if USC was coming to town. Yeah, it's sold out house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And on ESPN proper. Right. Yep. Yeah. But yep. here's what I think. When you're a kid and you go out and you have three catches, 150 yards, and you score two touchdowns, and the day after the spring game you hit the portal and 17 of your teammates do as well, it makes me think that these kids were so pissed at the way he came in and, by the way, how he's the face of the program, not the players, that these kids must have sat around, it is Colorado, smoking weed and coming up with an idea like, let's all play the spring game. Then let's all bounce. Peace out. And then let's have him have to hit the transfer portal to fill these 18 spots. I feel like these kids conspired to do this. It's possible. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, you know. Does ESPN proper mean like the Uno? E1, yeah. E1, E1. We E1. call it E1 around here. E1, Chris yeah. Fowler on the field doing the play-by-play. I, I mean, he went to Colorado. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean, do you, you, know, you know that lingo, E1? I didn't know that was E1. No, I didn't yeah. know. E1, E2. Remember, I can't get an ESPN email address. E-news. If you had the yeah. email address, you'd probably know that, Cappy. Yeah. Yep, you're probably right, Lindsay Baseball. Sorry, Cap. So, Little League season is underway, and one New Jersey town is introducing an ingenious new rule to crack down on misbehavior after parents were caught on camera berating and yelling at referees and umpires at the games. So, here's the rule. If a parent or another spectator fights with an umpire, they have to volunteer to officiate themselves themselves for at least three upcoming games. Love that. So if you're one of those, you know, kid yellers, kid game yeller parents, yep. you're going to have to referee three games. Yep. Have you guys ever found yourself no. being the yelling parent? No, no, absolutely not. Although I have a funny story um, about, I, I can't tell it on the air, I'll tell you guys off the air because it's someone you know that also works in broadcasting uh-huh. that you've worked with. Yes. Their child told me a hilarious story about them, but I don't know if they <laughs> want it to be public. Okay. So I, I'll just keep it within, within here. But I, um... Yeah, I, I'm not that person at all. Like, during Mateo's, like, Little League 
experience now, T-ball experience. Like, I actually will – I'll do the – because we do – I guess now we're a couple weeks in. They'll do, like, three coach pitches. Yeah. And then if they don't hit it, we'll do the T. So everybody's, like, super involved in making sure the kids are standing right in the field or in the right batting stands. I think it's very hands-on, but there's no, like, yelling yet. Now, my daughter's basketball game, um, when you know, the eight-year-old basketball game – I did see a couple parents get out of control on that one, and I was just like, whoa, all right, it's not that serious, dude. They're only eight years old. Like, let's calm down. So, so over-exuberant parent to me is kind of a weird deal. Like, I'm, I'm not that. I have a buddy of mine who is a comedian, but he also is a basketball referee. Oh, that's cool. And he has great stories about what the parents will say to him. And you're like, it's a six-year-old girl's basketball game they're all traveling every time they hold the ball like he's got great stories to tell but I'll, I'll just tell you this um i've umpired many little league baseball games yeah and it's amazing how the coaches don't respect the umpires yeah not just the parents on the outside it's the coaches on the inside here's what i would say officials regardless okay have a really tough gig okay it's not easy and especially at that level like i so well, it, an NBA an NBA colleague of mine, okay, told me he was coaching his son's team and he he try he has he only has three rules. Respect each other, right? As teammates, respect the other team and respect the officials, right? That just common theme is respect. And an official um called something, I don't know if he called it travel or something or didn't call it travel. And this NBA, former NBA player, like very calmly, like as the referee kind of walked by, like stood next to him, was like, man, I can't believe you didn't call that or why, or I can't believe you called that, whatever it was. And the guy teed him up mm. and he's just like, wait, what? I mean, I, he literally like whispered it to him, not like trying to show him up. And then he's like, are you serious? And then he tossed him from the game. But it's hard. It's hard sometimes because you put certain people, you put them in those positions of authority, they go all Frank Drebin on you well, naked gun. That's you know why what I mean? tell you, I, I hate all referees. Enrico Palazzo. All umpires in every sport at every single level. Major League Baseball to Little League Baseball. I hate them all. From the NFL to Pop Warner. I hate them all. I even hated myself when I was umping. But I'll tell you this. For all those years that I sat on those soccer fields cheering my daughter's team on, you know who got tossed out all the time by the referees? The moms. More the moms than the dads. Moms berating soccer referees. But you know what? Hey, soccer referees, you guys suck too. And you know what else? You gutless. <laughs> You've never once been the yelling parent cap? What do you think? I don't see you as the yelling parent. I feel like you definitely have. No, he's afraid to be the yelling parent. No, no way. <laughs> Cappy's done it. He's just ashamed to admit it. <laughs> Not with your girls. Maybe with your son. <laughs> no, I think he's even worse with the girls. Yeah. And the reason I'm not telling you guys is because I'm gutless. Right. Yep. Hmm. We might have to do But a you're also gutless, so I feel like you wouldn't want the confrontation either, like the guy on the phone at the restaurant when it was just you and Rachel. That's true. That's true. I have been very anti-confrontational lately. Yeah. Lately. But, you know, back in South South LA, you know, you're the big fish down there. So you it's are the like, big fish, Cappy. You know? Yeah. By the way, Shidano, you, as you can see on YouTube, uh, on the YouTube stream, if yeah. you're searching ESPN, you're wearing actual headphones. Are those yours? Yeah, are they're those, mine. You've never worn headphones. I've never seen you in actual headphones. You always get like, hey, man, I'm on the, yeah, the I buds. I yeah, the, I, 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 so I like seeing this. The, my buds, that my IFB buds, the uh, one of the little rubber things that goes in your ear, like, came off. So I don't want to put it in my ear because it hurts. Because, uh, you know. Well, you need that, yeah. Uh, so that's it. I just had I brought these headphones from home. Radio Tinder continues already in progress. I use it for the ESPN Daily. Oh. You know that this entire time that we're on today, I didn't know we were on YouTube. Hey there, I'm George <laughs> Sedano. 
So I've been kind of picking my nose and stuff, you know? Wait, Robert Wilkins. Sorry about picking your nose story. Interrupt. Just tweeted in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. At Sedano, J.J. Reddick told that story about getting tossed from a youth basketball game on his podcast. Okay, I didn't know he did that, so he told me the story. So, yes, it was J.J. Reddick getting tossed for basically telling, like, literally, basically almost whispering to the referee, hey, I can't believe you missed that call. The fact that you didn't tell yeah. us that it was J.J. Reddick? Yeah. Also qualifies as gutless. Um, I didn't want to divulge something of, that he didn't want public. No, it's not gutless? No, it's a lot of gutless. Ter- like, I told you I'm going to ruin that whole phrase for you. I mean, I don't know what he said, has said or hasn't said publicly. I don't listen to the old man in the three podcast every day. You don't? Not every day. Surprised. So, I'm glad Robert Wilkins does. It's a great podcast. You should listen to Way it. Way to go, Bobby Dubs. Yeah. He's not what like else a, you should listen to. The ESPN hey there. Daily. I'm George Sedano. Hey there. It's my, la- it's my last week for a while. So. Perhaps you've heard me on ESPN LA. As a matter of fact... Um, if you actually, if you do want to listen to the ESPN Daily, great uh, Monday's episode, a great first round recap of the NFL draft with Mina Kimes, our friend Mina Kimes, and yesterday or today's episode is my guy Pete Thamel, who's our college football insider, deep dive on Bryce Young, Southern California's own mm-hmm. Bryce Young, mm-hmm. who could be the number one pick in the draft, Cathedral High School, modern day high school. Uh, you know, the kid has been a baller since he's been a, a child down here in Southern you, California. You and Mina have already done a recap of the first round? Well, we did like a preview of what oh, we think okay. the first round well, would I mean, look like. All right, preview's Just, different than a recap. Yeah, no, preview. Okay, yeah, just yeah. want to make sure I understood. Yeah, and then Pete Thamel and I deep dive on Bryce Young and what makes him so special. Deep dive sounds deep. It is. Yeah. I used to work with Pete Thamel on the Yahoo Sports College podcast. Great dude. Uh, okay. What do you got? Last one here. Elon Musk appears to have revealed that he has a secret anonymous burner account on Twitter. Uh, the chief executive had shared a screen grab of his own account, intending to use the image to demonstrate how to use Twitter's subscriptions feature. But soon after it was posted, one user claimed to have found the burner account, which was logged in on another tab. It went by the name Elon Test and the username at E-R-M-N Musk, Ermin Musk, and had the same profile image. The account has posted a range of unusual posts relating to many of the topics that Musk and his fans are usually interested in. Do you or would you ever have a burner account? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy. Oh, come on. That's a lot of work. A lot of work. But hold on a second. Um, this Elon burner account is, is uh, what's what's the- uh, What is the thingy? The at? E-R-M-N Musk. Ermin Musk. E-R-M-M- E-R-M-N Musk. M-N. The reason I ask is because I wonder- Is it a picture of his kid? Does he have a yeah. kid? Yeah. Does this uh, burner account have a blue check mark? Let's see here. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. E-M-N Musk. I'm going to follow it. E-R-M-N. <laughs> I'm following Elon Test. I would never have a burner account. Never. I have a hard enough time managing my own account. I know. Seriously. I think you do a pretty good job, Cappy. You think so? Yeah. You Not know, blue I, check mark worthy, but we'll see. I'm doing a pretty good job on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. So, so wait, yesterday when we were doing our little talk before the show, and I told him how we're going to have Tim McMahon on the show, and then Cap's like looking for him on Twitter, and then he was like, oh, I just I just friended him on LinkedIn. No, I didn't friend him. <laughs> I connected I, with I, him. Yeah, I connected with him on LinkedIn. It's a big difference. <laughs> Pepe Mantilla just texted me, said, I was an assistant coach also for my nephew, and I was so crazy versus the referees, they got me out of the league, he said. Booted him. <laughs> Booted Pepe. Pepe. I love the Pepe. voice, the Spanish voice of your Los Angeles Lakers. Do you know that Pepe gave me a great, great honor last night at the Lakers? He game? did. Did you know this? I mean, he's an honorable man, so I'm not surprised. He gave me a tremendous honor. Yeah. At last night's Laker game, was it phenomenal? It was phenomenal. Epic. What did he do? He hey kinged me. 
Oh, oh, he said, hey, King. He did the circle of trust handshake with me. He said to me, I need something. Can you help a brother out? Yeah. And I said, I got you. Yeah. Now, I didn't like, I don't really know how I'm going to get him, but what? I didn't want to let him down. Oh, what did he ask for? He needed tickets to a concert. Oh. Perhaps Los Bookies. I mean, you didn't get Laura those tickets. Or it could have been Bad Bunny. Okay. Also didn't get Laura those tickets. Yeah, you didn't or get the those Maluma either. one. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. that I the other day I let somebody down on a Hey King. Yeah. Somebody asked me they wanted to go to the uh, Golden State versus Sacramento game, game three in San Francisco. And I said, okay. I said, well, I can get the tickets. I said, but you know they're going to cost whatever they cost. And he's like, no, King, I need them for free. And I'm like, yeah, free tickets to game three, game one in San Fran in this series. No I, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've let a lot of people down recently, but I won't let Pepe down. Okay, good for you. Mm-hmm. Don't, hold, out, don't hold your be- uh, breath, Pepe. That's what mm-hmm. I would say. All right, coming up like next, let's get back to the hoops. Um, there's a couple series going on. What happens next with the Clippers? What do you mean, what happens next with I'm, the Clippers? I mean, they probably lose tonight, is my point. So let, let's talk about what their future looks like, Russell Westbrook's future looks like, and then we'll get back to the Lakers shortly thereafter as well. Uh, but first, of course, Radio Tinder is always brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Live Imaging Tuesday on Shinano and Cap. A few minutes before uh, 6 p.m. at the Southland. Happy birthday. He's 83 today. Al Pacino, the legend. And on 20, uh, back on this day what in 2020. Lying, what you lying, Heim? Back on this day in 2020, the number one hit, Blinding Lights by The weekend. Yeah. Wait, Cappy, can you do that impression again, please? I love it when you talk about Al Pacino, man. So in, okay. in 2017, what you laughing at, hey? I saw Al Pacino at the Pasadena Playhouse. Pasadena Playhouse. When man. I lived in Pasadena, and he played Tennessee Williams in a play called God Looked Away. He was playing the actual character of Tennessee Williams, the famous author, mm. and it was. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you had to qualify yeah, that. I didn't know who he was, yeah. but go ahead. Um, <laughs> he was a football coach. Because you were giving yeah. me that, 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 that blank, blank stare like you were blinded by the lights. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Tennessee Williams, he yeah. wasn't a famous football coach? No. It, though it would be a great football coach name, yeah. particularly in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Tennessee Williams was yeah. a famous author. He'd be a volunteer, right? Yeah. Indeed yeah. he would. Yeah. Um, so um, I went to watch it. We got great seats, like, you know, 10th row or something like that. And it was incredible to watch him do a play. That's right, Mike. But it was also wild because it felt like he was just being Al Pacino doing Tennessee Williams. You know what I mean? You're going to knock freaking Al Pacino. Was, he was live doing the Al Pacino isms. Like you know, in Pasadena. I mean, there was a lot of yelling. And it was, yeah, it felt like it was weird. And I, but you know what? I ate up every second of it. I would, I didn't care. Like, I was like, do whatever you want to do, man. Like, I've never been this close to you. Watching you act in real time, like not on a screen. This is awesome. I also find it unbelievably insulting that you say that Al Pacino's dialect in Scarface is not accurate. I mean, it's freaking a brilliant performance. It's not really. It's a brilliant performance by Al Pacino. It's a great performance as a drug lord. Correct. It's not a great performance as As a a Cuban Cuban drug lord. Yes. Well, you don't know what you're talking about, man. 
That's the way he would talk. Yeah. And you have to have a frown, like a downward frown. Uh, like Donnie now, Stephen Bauer yeah. in that movie. Who's he? Manolo? Yeah, who's actually Cuban. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Had the right Cuban accent. Okay, man. He was the actual only Cuban yeah. in a movie about Cubans. Well, does, does Cappy's impression sound Cuban at all? No. Let, me th- let me touch you something, okay? Um, <laughs> Al Pacino had this downward frown the entire time. Yeah, the entire time. movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. But then again, I guess I didn't really know that I mean, it wasn't a perfect I, Cuban dialect. I liked it. I liked the movie still. And now if somebody says, can you do a Cuban dialect, I only do Scarface. Yeah. Do you know uh, what I'm well, saying? You, you love Scarface. Yeah. Um, fly, Pelican, fly. By the way, the Carlito's Way, I think, is the most underrated Oh, of I agree. I yeah. think he was great He was in amazing Carlito's in Carlito's Way. Yeah. Right. And then John Leguizamo was Benny Blanco from the Bronx. You can't. That's the golden rule. Okay. Okay. He he, tr- he didn't trust Benny Blanco, but he didn't take care of it when he needed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the street was watching. Yeah. The streets are always watching. Yeah. The yeah. streets are watching, Cappy. I know. So tell me. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, I'm coming down now. Coming down the road. I see you dancing. That it, it is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what else I was doing. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but that's what he's doing when he's dying. He's talking. He's like, you hear the whispers. What did yeah. he say at the beginning? Um, God, I don't remember. I, it's been a while since well, I watched it. Well, just the way you just said it. Oh, he talks like this. Yeah. Gail. And just as, Gail. 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 Then his whole look, the beard, the yeah. three-piece it, suit. No, he was great. It was very 70s. It was great. Oh, it was Vito wonderful. Mortensen was great in that movie. Oh, Vito. I'm stuck yeah. in this chair, Carlito. I can't walk. I can't. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I shortened the word because I didn't yes. know if we could actually say no, it. No, no. Hmm is the right word. Yeah. I think is the right. Yeah. From the scene, so, as I recall. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Love you, Al. And you know Al Pacino, just as a side note, just one last thing here. Yeah. yeah. Big, big, big 710 listener. I'm sure he is, yeah. I try yeah. and tell you all the time yeah. that everybody in L.A. is listening to 710. Yeah. Al Pacino, you got that right, man. Yeah. So, anywho, um, tonight yeah. could be the last night for the Los Angeles Clippers. What do you mean? Season. Could be. It's going to be. Well, right. I mean, it could be. This whole Kawhi thing. I, I mean. It's wild. It. Look, so we all talk all season long, load management, load management, right? And then you hear a guy like Ty Lue trying to explain this whole thing Mm -hmm. where he's like, hey, so you remember that whole load management thing we did during the season? That was to get him here. And now he's legitimately really hurt. Mm -hmm. But coach, what if it was game seven of the NBA finals? Would he still be able to play? No, you guys don't get it. We're not saving him for game six of this series. Right, he can't play. He cannot play. Right. You know why? Because he's street clothes. Or he has a degenerative issue in his leg. That could be a possibility, but I wasn't thinking about it from a medical perspective. Right. Because Ramona Shelburne, who was in here earlier. I saw her. In for John Ireland, reported that years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is kind of a thing, though, where everybody is ripping you. I mean, like I saw Stephen A. the other day. Called for him to retire. He was totally, he's like, he's he's probably (laughs) the biggest disappointment of a superstar that the NBA's ever had. To be this good, to have spent the whole season preparing for this time, and then to get hurt yet again. Brutal. And if you're the Clippers, by the way, man, you just can't, if you're Steve Ballmer, you're like, dude, what am I doing wrong here? What is what is wrong with my team? Yeah, I went out and spent all the money on scouting. Yeah, I spent all the money on front office execs. Yeah, I'll spend every penny that I got to win a championship. I bring in the best players. I'm building the greatest arena on the planet. 
Why can't I catch a break? What? Why is it I sign these guys, I pay them a fortune, they can't play when I need them to play? What is it about the Clippers? And like, you know, I think everybody who's listening is like, well, that's that's the deal, dude. Yeah. But he didn't know that. Yeah. Because he just wanted to be an NBA owner yeah. and he had $2 billion in his pocket that day. Yeah. But, uh, by the way, I found the Ramona story. Okay, tell it's me. It's really long. I can't read that. I mean, Ramona... It's just too long. Ramona... She writes, now, she writes thorough, in-depth pieces I know, reading, when she writes. Reading her work is like reading the Torah. It's like okay? Tolstoy, yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. it's like I, yeah. I can't read this. It's taking me too long, Ramona. It, but I'll give you the cliff notes. Okay, go ahead. According to multiple sources, this is back in 2018, okay? Mm-hmm. May of 2018. According to multiple sources, this is when the whole Spurs thing was happening. Right, five plus years ago. Leonard's camp has come to believe the issue has more to do with ass- ossification or hardening in the area where the muscle has been repeatedly bruised and then atrophy, which in turn affected the tendons connecting the muscle to the knee. Okay, The Spurs have always called the injury quadricep tendinopathy, which is a disease of the tendon that has a degenerative effect on the muscle by keeping it in a constant state of exhaustion. Yeah, I don't understand a word you just said, but here's what I can tell you. It's a degenerative condition. Okay, here's He's the deal. never going to be a guy that's going to play a ton of games. Okay, well then guess what? You know what? Next season, here's what the Clippers should do. Just basically play in the last month and yeah, that's it? Like, well, I was thinking wait until the playoffs if you can make it without him. Just like don't play the guy. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it's probably not going to work, is it? I mean, I thought their plan made some sense this year because remember we were talking about it during the regular season. I think he played whatever thirty-five of the last forty or whatever it was. It made a ton of sense. Yeah. And truth be told, as I'm joking around about. You know how the guys always hurt in street clothes. The truth is this. The Clippers organizationally and Kawhi Leonard and whoever his people are, they did a brilliant job of game planning how to get him ready for tonight. Guess what they forgot? That he could get hurt again. They managed his load time. Did I use that properly? I don't think I did. They managed his... Playing time, his minutes. <laughs> his load time? Was he doing laundry? No, he's like uh, <laughs> delivering things in a trailer with like a warehouse. Okay, you know, it's how much time does it take to load? Yeah, good. They manage this thing brilliantly. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they didn't think about was what happens if he plays brilliantly and he gets us to the playoffs and we get to a game five elimination situation and we got to have him. Is he going to be there? And as much as they thought by not playing him during the regular season, he'd yeah. be here today, mm-hmm. he's let him down again. Yeah, it's an unfortunate circumstance we find ourselves in. Indeed. Yeah. Good thing you put the un rather than just fortunate. Because yeah. it is, as a Clipper fan, and I, mean, I don't know how many there are out there. It, 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 it's, it sucks for them. Like They have a good team, but they can't keep them healthy to be on the court. By the way, they're not the only team. The New Orleans Pelicans, look at their... I mean, the Zion situation, not apples to apples necessarily, but it's still similar. Right, well, They but, were the three seed when Zion was healthy, and they can't get him on the court. But the Clippers, not just one superstar. It's two. Paul George has also had a crazy rash of injuries, too. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. So we signed these guys. We paid these guys. We counted what do you do on with these Russ? guys. You re-sign him? You know what, Russ? I mean, for like the mid-level, though. They're not giving him more than that. In, in the last game, when you have no Kawhi and you have no Paul George, who's your third option? You go to Russ, and he winds up getting you 36 points. Right. They've played close games with Russ. They just haven't won any. Believe it or not, if I were the Clippers, I'd like to actually do what I think the Lakers need to do, which is run it back, meaning this roster that the Lakers have, if you play an entire season, 
Who knows how much better they might be and how much better playoff position they might be in? And if I were the Clippers, I would definitely sign Russ. Again, I wouldn't give him the big money. I'd give him what I could. I'd sign him and keep him and try and run it all back. But you can't count on Kawhi and Paul George just the way Laker fans thought they couldn't rely on Anthony Davis. And here's Anthony Davis still playing. Yeah, I I, I think that if you wanted to trade those guys and explore it, you could. Uh, but we can touch on that more on the other side. And, and also, I want to get to your description of watching Lindsay watch the Lakers game yesterday. Oh, this is a thing of beauty. It it it, it sounded incredible just to hear. So I want people to kind of go behind the curtain and watch this game or listen to how you watched this game with Lindsay yesterday at the arena. We'll get into all that coming up. Stick around back in 2 minutes.